And hello. This is, of course, Catalytic Converses. It's It's been a while. Yeah. So where are we starting? So uh, the topic that was at the top of our list at the middle to end of last year that we said we'd pick back up on was uh, certifications, professional certifications. I think it's one we both have opinions on, and opinions are why people are here. It's, it's a question I... I've done various panels and events and things like that for new scrum masters or new product owners, or new, new people in our space. And it's a really frequent question from people that want to get into the space of just which certifications would you recommend? Are any of them essential? Interesting when you say professional certifications. What is a professional certification? Does it have to be accredited for it to be in that category? I, I would assume so. I, I think the the accrediting body is particularly essential are they useful if by definition your certificate's not going to be recognized anywhere out the back of that do courses on the subject have value even if they aren't as highly regarded certifications i think if it helps you learn then yes one example that comes to mind is um joe joe is a Aspiring scrum master who worked in a uh, a different industry. Um, Joey's his actual name. Hi, Joe. I mentored Joe for a while, and he, from my memory, completely upskilled and did his PSM one just off his own back. And I thought that was really impressive. I thought that was a really good way for someone aspiring to break into the industry to say, "Hey, look, I'm serious about this. I've been learning about this, etc." Do you get to a certain point and then need to go back and accredit as well? Because you mentioned a journey there, which was a fantastic kind of example of I'm doing a thing. Uh, and we see this with things like she codes where you could be teaching primary school children or, you know, flying a plane or whatever and go, right, I want to I want to now code. That's a route to start and you get certifications. It's the same with the Scrum Master journey you've just talked about. I'm doing something different. I, I, I'm really interested in that. I want to break into it. Here's a certification to prove, uh, in your words, I think, that you're kind of serious about turning up and doing the thing and you've got some skills and knowledge in it. Fantastic. There's the other side of that coin, which is people that have been doing this stuff day in, day out forever um, for, through whatever opportunity that they've had to be able to do that and haven't needed a certification to break into it or seen that as the, the route for them. Do they go back and accredit? Is that useful? Sometimes, uh, and YouTube falls into this category, sometimes just getting others' thoughts and parsing those is is incredibly useful. In fact, not just sometimes, like all the time. So, sort of brief counterpoint to that would just be consider the level of source. So uh, the amount of, I'm going to call it misinformation. I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but people that, get stuff wrong about core scrum principles or whatever and then make a living off being wrong about this stuff i i think just having that um i i guess this is where it coming from a body rather than an individual is quite powerful um because i guess individuals are more likely to be wrong and out just to make a bit a quick book um not to not for a second to say that there aren't certifications out there that exist as many making schemes because i'm sure there are yeah i i agree um having said that i've been so two two sides to that there's the anybody can set up courseware these platforms are giving you access to people's generated content those people often being individuals by nature 
Um, although you know you get big, you get Google on there, etc. I've also ha- I've also been on accredited courses that talk talk you through a framework, and you say yes, but in practical terms, um, which will lead me to talk about overqualification in a minute. In practical terms, that doesn't necessarily work, or it needs to shift, or 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 whatever. So I suppose my view would be, you go into any certification or any training with open eyes and a view about how it's not necessarily doctrine it's not something to to stick to rigidly it's to take the best bits from and learn and adapt to the context and the situation and therefore certification for me as you've described could can be a useful way to say hey i'm serious about this do i value the input of a certified person with no experience versus an experienced person what's the balance of that they've both got different things to offer um is it best to have both of those but recognize that you don't have to stick to either or because your experience might be context specific your certification might not cover the context etc yeah i want to be really clear that it's not individuals bad organizations good and in my experience if i had uh someone that's keen with no experience and no certifications that's kind of okay you're keen fair enough if you've got someone that's keen and has done certifications, they're at least showing you, hey, I'm, I've taken the time to invest in this. Um, you've then got the opposite, which is someone that's done it but doesn't necessarily have certifications. So I think experience is, is more valuable than certifications. But it can also give you bad habits or things that you're doing, quote-unquote, wrong. Um, because that's all you've seen, and that's how it worked in that one organisation. And, of course, you've got the people that have got both. And I think, for me, I would generally prioritise experience over certification. But I think if you can't get that experience and you do want to show you're serious, then then there is some value in certification. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's a danger when you're taking that route that you over-index on the book and that can turn people off. So in that recruitment scenario specifically, somebody turns up and says, never done this before, but I've got my PSM1 and here's what the book says. That That's a red flag to a bunch of people because you need to have, have your own thoughts on these things. So getting, if you can, getting a balance of, and I participated in this or I've attended that or I've watched that or I've seen this or I, you know, whatever, that that's always useful. So I once met somebody who who I would describe as the most qualified person uh, in project management that I'd ever met. And they could not deliver a project. They had masses amounts of, of credentials, letters after their name, were always on big, intense courses and whatever else and could quote you the textbook, but fundamentally couldn't get stuff done. And so I think that that's where there's a balance between the kind of pragmatism of delivering something and doing something and responding to context. I've also been in situations where people have wanted to um, push teams to deliver the way that you know they've been taught delivery should work. And I'm all about incremental wins and, okay, so you're working in a waterfall way, but let's introduce a couple of these ceremonies around it. And and if you can't therefore break out of the 
the doctrine, then um, it doesn't. The certification actually becomes a barrier to getting stuff done because it kind of clouds your judgment. Certifications where there is an exam versus those where there aren't. So I, a very long time ago, did my certified Scrum product owner. That was uh, effectively being a be in a room with us for two days and you get the certificate at the end. I have also done my PSM one and now two. Um, and for the PSM, and in fact, for I believe all of Scrum.org, there is a exam that comes with it. And it's not cut and dry for me because uh, anyone anything that's going to test you with an exam has to teach you how to pass the exam. Because if you go on the goals and then fail the exam, then you're going to be annoyed at the people that delivered it to you. Um, so it does fundamentally encourage a certain style of teaching, a bit of learning by rote, a little bit of um, just making sure you know the tricks to get you through, that kind of thing. On the other hand, there is nothing to guarantee that I actually paid any attention for those two days in the room where I just got a certificate at the end. I can tell you for free that I did. Um, and I would like to think that instructors are paying enough attention that if somebody wasn't, they wouldn't give it. But when there is no exam, it leaves a bit of room for a bit more conversation about life, the universe and everything and real life and all of that. But but I guess the, the counterpoint is that an exam tells me that you understand it to a certain level. I I think I did it ITIL once, and that was interesting because they, they kind of tried to trick you into answering the wrong thing to make sure you were actually switched on. Um, I, I, I've often done courses. Um and rarely done the exams. Yeah, I uh, I had an interesting one sometime last year where I was approached for a role working in a team doing SAFE. Um, uh, we will do a podcast on scaling at some point. I can see Simon jumping at the bit as I mentioned scaling. Um, I've worked in teams with SAFE quite a lot over the last five years. It's an environment I'm very comfortable in. It's one that I'd, I'd feel certainly knowledgeable enough about. Um, but because I didn't have certification, I was told I wasn't eligible for the role, um, which was a bit rubbish. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess we are still seeing that. We are still seeing some barriers that based on those. can't say it made me really want to go and do it, though. That's interesting, actually. It's reminded me that um, I've held a few jobs that have required degrees that I haven't got and hasn't inhibited me in any way in the job. So... The, the, there are these artificial barriers and and you sometimes see people struggling to recruit funnily enough with must have 75 years experience and have fresh ideas and have all these certifications and blah 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 there are times when i'm comforted by i was watching the covid inquiry and i think it was chris witty and it must have taken 45 minutes for him to reel off his credentials um you know you are you you think wow how do you have time to get up in the morning, eat some breakfast and do all the things that you do um, and be that well qualified and uh, and have the practical experience that goes with it, which I think is the, the important bit. What would you say to somebody who said, I listen to a range of informative podcasts to get my view on the world versus sitting and investing time in a certification? I think if you've got two knowledgeable Yorkshiremen uh, who are clearly just having a chat, but mostly know what they're talking about, then you're fine. Um, no, uh, I, I think... So the point I wanted to make is is related to this, which is I, I think that the certification isn't the only way to show that you're serious about something if you want to get into it. Um, and in fact, I think there are probably better ways. So for instance, 
go and join your local community, whether that be your local agile or product community or whatever else. Attend events, attend, if you can afford it, attend conferences. If you get the chance to do, you know, to have your own idea and do a lightning talk or that kind of thing, showing that you're serious that these events can definitely really help. And speaking of someone that's been part of running events for a long time, we're always looking for speakers. So please always throw your hand up and say, hey, I'd love to come and talk because I guarantee that the people running these things always want to hear from you if that's the case. I think just to come back to it as well, if you do want to attend a course, if you do want to get a certification, take the time to understand who's delivering that to you. Um, so for instance, there are some absolutely exceptional scrum trainers out there. Um, my old friend Steve Traps comes to mind. If you're in the Yorkshire area, Steve, and I think it's Andy that Steve delivers with, don't just go grab the cheapest or the one that's... Uh, I mean, you might need to grab the cheapest, and if, that, if you do, that's fine. Let's be clear. There will be there will be definitely some people that have stumbled across this who say, I want to change career or, or, or whatever, and we might be a starting point um, for you. Uh, but there there's a ton of good free stuff out there. Spend your money wisely uh on the things that that are going to pack a punch for you and and have an objective you don't there's so much to learn uh, and it's ever changing that you don't have to pay for it investing in a good course run by someone that you will get more from is probably more valuable than just throwing a little bit less money at someone that just gets you through the certification also the, the skill sets that we're talking about are softer skill sets if you are a dev or a tester listening and you've got all your certifications, we're not saying they're not valuable. I think your your needs are different, and they probably are. Um, I think a lot of our points would still apply, though. Getting involved in your community is still valuable. I mean, the pace at which the pace at which languages change and 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 versions come out and whatever, I you can't afford to keep certified in that space. So yeah, the, you you're probably picking the core ones. My view is that whether it's certifications or individual knowledge from individuals or knowledge out of communities, I think taking a, a, a wide range of views, taking a balance across those views and learning from each of the things that you don't want to take forward or don't think will work or or might work in certain contexts, et cetera. That's the best way um, to go about building your own viewpoint. Uh, and it's your own viewpoint that you have to deliver against and justify and and kind of um evolve as you go um we're not all uh cookie cutters of one another and all situations are not identical so take a range of views take what works and what doesn't work try and test and evolve uh the methods will evolve as context changes a lot of the methods we talk about are at least 20 odd years old if not more um and the world is a different place we are going to try and do a few more. Uh, if they're popular, if people are engaging, then we'll do more. And if they're not, then we'll probably just meet and have lunch instead. 